Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Charlie Kessler Show. I'm your host Charlie, thanks for stopping by. A lot to get to today, not a lot of time, I want to dive right into it. Today I'm going to do something a little different. Today's going to be a podcast that has nothing to do with sports. I'll explain why. As I talked about last podcast, I'm going to reiterate it again. I want to give you guys a schedule. I think it's only fair. You guys are spending your time with me. I want to give you the best. So moving forward, I'm going to have a set schedule. Now up until baseball starts, and I'm counting, I'm not counting spring training, up until opening day, which is March 31st, or it's the... 30th. I have to look. I have to double check, but it, it's around there. I will be dropping a podcast on Mondays that has nothing to do with sports, whether it's about fishing, it's about the gym, it's about iPhones. I go down the list. That will be every Monday. Then midweek, Wednesday or Thursday, I'll drop a Mets podcast and then Over the weekend, I'll be dropping a Giants football podcast. Now, once the MLB season starts, once opening day hits the end of March, I will be doing two podcasts about baseball instead of one about baseball and one about football. Once baseball opening day hits, my new schedule will be Monday, nothing to do with sports. And then I will have two podcasts a week about Mets baseball. And it'll be about their series after the series ends. So let's just say the first week of the MLB season, they have two games against the Marlins. And then they have a day off and then three games against the Nationals. Now, obviously, that's not their schedule for this upcoming season. I'm just using a hypothetical. I will drop a podcast after the Marlins series and after the Nationals series. I will be dropping a podcast after every series for the Mets. And then as for football, it'll be periodically. It'll be only if there's big news, like big, big news breaking. So right now, to break it down for you guys, right now it's going to be Monday, nothing to do with sports. Midweek, Mets baseball, weekend, Giants football. Once spring training comes to an end and opening day hits, it'll be... Monday, nothing to do with sports, and then two episodes a week after it, well, it may be more, maybe less, it depends on how many series the Mets have a week, but it'll, it'll be, I'll drop a Mets baseball podcast after every series the Mets play, which typically will probably be two podcasts a week, and then a Giants football podcast periodically only if there's big news. So that's the schedule moving forward. Like I said, you guys are giving me all your time. Greatly appreciate you. you can be doing anything for 45 to 45 minutes to an hour. And instead, you choose to listen to me. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. So I want to give you a good product. And it all starts with a set schedule so you guys know what to expect. So before I get into any news or details or anything, I want to start with a joke. That's going to be what I'm going to do from here on out. Before I start every podcast, I'll give you guys a joke just to get into it. Give you guys a small laugh for a, a, a quick, oh, that was so stupid. It was so corny. So today's joke is going to be, what kind of shorts do clouds wear? 
Thunderwear. I know what you guys are thinking. You guys are thinking that was so stupid. But I want to add something to the podcast. I don't. I listened to the first few podcasts I dropped. And at times it felt like I was just talking to you guys. No music, no jokes, no nothing. I want to change it up a little bit because I want to make it interesting. I don't want you guys to feel like I'm just talking down to you or just monotoning everything I say. I want, I want to make it different. So that's the joke for the day. Love it or hate it, so be it. I said it. Um, I'm going to do that every podcast, but I'll gear it towards what I'm talking about. Today, I know I'm not talking about the weather. That was just a joke that came to mind that I think is really corny. It's stupid, but funny. Midweek, you'll hear a baseball joke to start the baseball podcast. And weekend, you'll hear a football joke to start the podcast. That's what I'll do. If I'm talking baseball, drop a baseball joke. If I'm talking football, drop a football joke. If I'm not talking sports, I'll drop just a average joke like you saw today. So that's what I want to do start it. Now I will get into what we're doing today. And today I want to talk about phones ruining society. Now we all know that cell phones, although they're great and have many, many features that help us in everyday living situations, they are destroying society. They have for years. I'm sure you all see it, but if you don't, you are living under a rock and you'll probably see it the next time you go out. It's it's no secret. Phones are ruining society. I'm not breaking news to you guys. But it's getting really bad. One thing I noticed, I'm not a basketball guy, but when LeBron James broke the record for most career points, there was a picture I saw on Twitter of when he shot the ball. And it was a it was a picture of Right after he released the ball, the ball is going towards the net. And when you look at the fans in that picture, there's over 100 fans in that picture. You know how many were not using their phone? Two. I'm not exaggerating. Out of 100 fans plus, actually, over 100 fans, only two were not using their phone. Now, obviously, for all the fans out there that were using their phone... They were recording it. But still, only two fans were able to witness it without any technology in their face. And isn't that sad? That's the world we're coming to. Why is that? I know what a lot of people will say, well, I want to record it so I always have it. I would rather have the memory locked in my head of me witnessing everything. The phone, you're, you're being distracted with the phone trying to record it. When are you ever going to show someone that recording... Or when are you ever going to watch that recording? All you need is some pictures before and after the game. Maybe a few pictures during. And if anyone asks you, you could say, I was there. And you could tell them what you remember from being there. And if you really want to see a video of LeBron breaking the record, you could look it up on YouTube. Why do you need a recording? I think it's ridiculous. But only two people could not touch their phones at that point in time. It's horrible. Everyone is recording. Everyone's taking pictures. Just enjoy the moment. I don't get it. You know, I I, I really don't. I go to plenty of baseball games and plenty of football games, right? I go to a lot of Mets games at City Field. I go to a lot of Giants games in MetLife. I'll take a few pictures before, a few pictures after, and that's that. 
if if there's a walk off, I'll watch it with my own eyes. I don't need to record it. If there's a big touchdown catch, I'll watch it with my own eyes. I don't need to record it. You'll take some pictures before, during, after. Everyone's glued to their phone. You know how many times I've gone to a Mets game and I'm looking around and during the game people are playing on their phones. It's one thing if you're in between innings and you want to check your phone. Like a lot of times while I'm at Mets games, in between innings, I'll check Twitter just to see if I missed anything. There's an injury to a player that I didn't catch and they went down the tunnel or a little thing about the game or this or that. But then the moment the the inning starts, the phone is away. And I don't even do it every in-between innings. I don't do it all the time in-between innings. People will be sitting there during the inning playing with their phone. And as for football, same thing. I'll do it in between quarters. I see people or TV breaks, obviously. But I see people while the game's going on, they're touching their phone, playing with their phone. Put the phones down. Enjoy life. Enjoy what's in front of you. I'll never understand it. I really don't. It's a big problem in society. Big problem. And I have stats too to prove it. I'm not just throwing one scenario at, at you. I know what some of you are thinking, oh, he's just going off of one picture I saw. There's a lot of troubling stats I was able to pull up. So I found this article, and I think you should all take a look at it when you have a chance. It's on a website called reviews.org. And it's this, the article title is called 2022 Cell Phone Usage Statistics. How obsessed are we? And this is by Trevor Wheelwright. Very good article. I would suggest you all taking take a look at it. But I'm going to use some statistics from this article by Trevor to prove to you guys that I'm not just going off of one picture. That there really is a problem with cell phones and in today's society. Big problem. I believe people are obsessed with these cell phones. It's causing a huge problem in today's society. And all the statistics will show you how obsessed people are with their cell phones. Number one, 74% of Americans feel uneasy leaving their phone at home. So 74% of Americans, if they go for a drive, they go to go get gas, they go to the grocery store, they go to the store real quick to just pick up something. They feel uneasy, even if they're out for 10 minutes just to get something real quick. They feel uneasy without their cell phones. That's how glued people are to their phones. They can't even leave it for 20, 30, 40 minutes. They feel uneasy. You think that one's pretty bad? I think these statistics just get worse. 74% of Americans say they check their phones within the first 10 minutes of waking up. I'm in that percentage. I unfortunately do that. When I wake up, yes, I grab my phone and turn off my alarm, but it's not just I turn off my alarm go about my day. I'll find myself scrolling for a few minutes, whether it's on Twitter or just through my phone in general. And I know all of you do that too. And you don't even realize it. When I wake up, I grab my phone. I don't even realize that I'm doing that. It's, it's horrible. We can't even wake up without touching our phones. Absolutely horrible. Like I said, they just keep getting worse. 53% say that they have never gone longer than 24 hours without their cell phones. Think about that. That's crazy. And a lot of these stats, you'll say, like, for example, the first one I read to you, that 74% of Americans feel uneasy leaving their phones at home. I know a lot of people sit there and say, well, it's because of what if there's an emergency? There's a lot of things happening in today's society that didn't happen back then. A lot of threats, this, that. Okay. But 
my parents and grandparents and your parents and grandparents were able to go to the store for 10 minutes without a cell phone. Why can't we? It's not because you're afraid that you're going to get shot. Stop it. If you're going to get gas for 10 minutes, you're probably going to be fine. Why could they do it and we can't? So like I said, 53% say that they've never gone longer than 24 hours without their cell phones. 24 hours isn't that long a day. Think about how quick a day is gone. Why are we at 4 o'clock today? Days flew by. And 53% of people have not gone a day. Have not gone longer than 24 hours without their cell phones. But I don't think that one is the worst one. I think this one might be the worst one. 35% use or look at their phone while driving. That is a horrible stat. In a society, we nowadays have Apple CarPlay. So you don't even have to touch your phone. Apple CarPlay does everything. You could talk to it. You could hit the screen and it'll change songs and change apps. You don't have to touch your phone. And 35% of people are still using or looking at their phone while driving. Horrible. They can't even get to from point A to point B, whether it's 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, or more minutes of driving. They can't get to point A to they can't get from point A to B without touching their phones, even if it's a 10-minute drive. That is horrible. Now, part of the problem with that is door dashing. I tried door dashing. You have to have the app open at all times. It tells you step-by-step step who you're picking up for and where to go. And a lot of people don't realize that you can't put it on your screen. I have Apple CarPlay. I've done door dashing just two, three times. I hate it. I won't do it again. But I couldn't get the screen on my phone. So you're kind of stuck looking at your phone as you drive and try to get to this person's house. Now, why would door dash the app? not make a feature that allows it to go on the screen, knowing that people are driving for them. Insanity. Here's another one. 70% of Americans check their phones within five minutes of receiving notification. The moment they get that ping, they can't wait to go look at it. They can't even wait. Can't even wait. You know, what's the big deal if you wait 15 minutes after getting a text? The moment someone gets a text, they got to answer right away. Right away. It's crazy. Now, this one's a pretty bad one. 64% use their phone on the toilet. So 64% of people can't even just do their business real quick and then come look at their phone. People are so addicted to their cell phones that they sit on the toilet and play with it. They can't just do their business and come out and then use your phone. They have to use it while they're doing their business. Think about that. They'll say, well, it's reading material. Get a book then. And why don't you just read after? You'll be there. You'll be in the bathroom 30 minutes because you get lost in your phone. Horrible. Addicted to their phones that they can't even do their business and then use your phone after. 61% have texted someone in the same room as them. Think about that. That's horrible. Oh my God. I mean, that, that one is just, that blows your mind. 60, 61%. I'll read it again because of how crazy it is. 61% have texted someone in the same room as them before. How hard is it to say, hey, John, come over here for a second. Hey, Jason, I got to talk to you for a minute. I, I go down the list. How hard is it? Hey, Karen, I want to I show you this video. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I go down the list. Why is it so hard for people to just communicate in the same room? 
It's one thing if you want to show someone a video and you say, oh, it's easier to just send it to them. But you're texting someone in the same room as you. Just talk to them. Use your words. How hard is that? See, now I'm, get, I'm getting angry reading these. 48% of people say they feel a sense of panic or anxiety when their cell phone battery goes below 20%. Now, for all of you out there, you all know this. But for those that don't, you can still get a long way with 20%. Put it on low battery mode and you can get you can have your phone on 20% or less for a while on low battery mode as long as you're not using it 24-7 until it dies. But think about that. I personally don't have anxiety when my phone's at 20% or less. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll charge it when I can. But almost half, just under half of the people say that they feel a sense of panic or they get anxious when their phone goes below 20%. I get anxious when I feel like I'm about to get in a car accident or I can't pay my bills. Not because my phone that can be charged is under 20%. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. 45% say their phones, their phone is their most valuable, valuable possession. That is scary. Think about how much things we all possess. 45% of people say that is the most important thing. Not their wallet, not their cards, not any valuables that maybe their, their wife or their grandmother or their mother gave them. I mean, your phone, that can, it could be replaced, your phone, with everything still on it. If you have iCloud backup on, it does it for you. And then if something happens to your phone, you get your phone replaced with everything that you had on it, pictures, videos, everything. That's, that's scary. Listen to this one. This is the last one I have for you right now. 43% use or look at their phone while on a date. So you're meeting someone for the first time. You want to know if this is going anywhere. If you want to keep seeing this person. And you may only be with them for an hour or two. And you can't put your phone down. These stats. Now again, great article. I want to make sure I'm giving him the credit he deserves. Great article by Trevor Wheelwright. Check it out. But these are the stats he has in the article. And these this is scary. Absolutely scary. I go down the list. I don't know which ones you which one you find the scariest. I think that the driving one, 35% user look at their phone while driving, is the scariest because of how dangerous it is. But I find the 64% use their phone on the toilet fascinating in the sense of how obsessed people are with their phones. But all these stats show you how obsessed people are with their phones. I think the 45% say their phone is their most valuable possession is ludicrous. You tell me that your phone that could be replaced more important than your wallet, something that a loved one gave you, whether they're still with you or not. You're going to tell me this is more important, this little computer phone that in two years you'll need a new one because the way iPhone sets their phones up, in two years the software starts getting bugs and goes down. You go tell me that's the most important thing to you, but the, all these stats show you just how obsessed people are with their cell phones. I'm not just going off of one picture of LeBron James' record basket and how many people are touching their phones. I come with numbers. These are the. This just shows you how obsessed people are with their phones, and we all at least have one here that we check. I told you I have at least one here that I check. I sure, I'm sure all of you listening have at least one here that you check that you don't even realize. 
For me, it's waking up that's like the first thing I do, touch my phone. And not just for a minute, for a few minutes. Maybe upwards of 10 minutes. We all have at least one here that we check, that we don't realize, or we do realize, but we don't think it's that horrible that we have to fix it. It's, it's, it's insanity. It's absolutely crazy. But this is what I'm getting at. There's a big problem in today's society with the cell phones. Big problem. Problems we've never seen before. And it starts with the smartphone. Because even when people had the flip phones or the, the ones that slid that you could text, that was my first phone. The ones that could slide up and you could text it or slide back down and, and it's just it's just got a few keys and you can make a call. Those phones were cool. That was my first phone. When we had only those phones, the flip phones, the slide phones, it wasn't that big of a deal. No one was glued to their phone for 10 minutes when they first wake up. No one's playing with it on the toilet. No one's playing with it while driving. You know, of course, there are some exceptions. I'm sure when those first were invented, some people were driving and playing with them. Some people woke up and couldn't put them down. But the problems were far less as what they are now. It's the smartphones that are the problem. Not cell phones. It's smartphones. I want to reiterate that. Reiterate that. Because I think I said in the in the the opening here that phones have really destroyed society or a real problem in today's society. But it's not phones. And it's not even cell phones. I think actually I said cell phones are destroying society and really putting damper on society. It's not cell phones, it's smartphones. I want to correct myself there. When I said cell phones in the opening, I was thinking smartphones, but I don't want any of you to think cell phones in general. It's the smartphones that are destroying society. Not the flip phones, the average cell phone, the old school ones. Those still have issues too, but f the issues are far less with those. iPhones and Androids and smartphones in general are destroying society. And you can see why. Go back and listen. Listen to all these stats. These aren't stats that I'm just pulling out of my rear end. These are stats that I found on a trustable article, trustable source. These are real stats. The, and they don't even sound real because of how alarming some of these are. But these are real numbers, real stats. As you can see, those numbers and stats are alarming. But it doesn't end there. I have another article here. It's mmguardian.com. The site is mmguardian, obviously. There's no author here. There's no name, so I can't give the credit to an author. I wish I could. But the title of the article... Is everything about teenage cell phone use stats over the years? Now, there are some stats here that are alarming, in my opinion, and I'm going to read them off to you. Now, before I read them off to you, I want to reiterate that I think cell phones that have internet use are causing problems in society. I think I said earlier that cell phones are a big problem in today's society. When I said that in my head, I was thinking iPhones, smartphones, but I didn't clarify that. I don't think necessarily flip phones or slide phones, if they even still exist with all the smartphones, I don't think those phones are a major problem in today's society. I think those are great phones with great uses that still have their problems, but far less. I think phones with internet access are ruining society, absolutely ruining society. 
And here's some numbers on why I think that parents giving their kids at a young age cell phones, specifically cell phones with internet usage, is the biggest reason why cell phones are such a big problem in today's society. There's a lot of reasons why cell phones with internet access are is a big problem in today's society. But I think the underlying cause of why all of us, whether you're 20, 30, 40, all of us are glued to our phones. And obviously not everyone. There are some people that are excluded from this, but I'm generalizing for the most part. Everyone, regardless of their age, is obsessed and glued to their phones. I think a big reason why is because of how early some of us are given cell phones, especially ones with internet access. So here's some numbers. By 10, 40% of US parents allow their children to have personal phones. Now, I'm sorry, that number should be as close to zero as possible. Because in my opinion, by 10, that means seven, eight, nine, even 10. That doesn't just mean age 10, that means by 10. That can mean six, seven, eight, nine, any age before 10. 40% of US parents are allowing their children to have phones, why? Why would an eight-year-old or nine-year-old need a cell phone? You could say, well, they go to school. Okay, they could use the phone at school. I remember going to elementary school, I didn't have a cell phone. If I had an issue, they had phones you could use to call your mom or dad or your guardian of any kind. That That's, re, that's insane, almost 50%. No kid, in my opinion, should have a phone at 7, 8, 9, even 10. Age 10, I think, is, is too high for a phone. They don't need a phone at age 10 or by age 10. They don't need one. That's too high of a number. Here's another one. By the age of 13, 65% of pre-teenagers had a phone. So by age 13, 65% of kids have had a phone at one point or another. That's insanity. I think 12 or 13 is a good age to give your kid a phone, their first phone. And by that age, 65% of kids already have had phones off of this study. Why? That's insanity. Absolutely horrible. Here's another stat. Almost 10% of parents confess to giving their children their first phone when they were six or younger. Now, again, you might be sitting there saying, it's not even a full 10%, it's almost 10%. That's not that high of a percentage. No, it's not that high. But this number should be at zero. Why would a kid at six or younger need a cell phone? At five years old, kids are going to school pretty much for the first time. Now, I know today's society, you don't have a lot of stay-at-home moms. So a lot of kids at three, four, five are going to preschool. But they have phones at preschool and they have guardians there that could call you if there's any issues. Elementary school, they have teachers and they have phones. They could use phones there. Why do you need a, a personal phone at age five or six or even younger than that? That's crazy. Here's a crazy stat, absolutely crazy one. 25% of parents wait until their children is 11 or 12 years old before giving them their own phone. So 75% of parents give their kids phones before ages 11 or 12. That's in my opinion, 11 is a, a little early. I think 12, like I said, 12, 13 is a good age for a first phone. And by then, 75% of parents have <coughs> already given that, their kids a phone. That's, that's crazy. 
Absolutely crazy. Because I know what a lot of you are thinking. You hear that saying, you say 25%. That's not that high. But again, you don't want that to, to, to be low. You want that number to be high. I know in a lot of cases, you want the numbers to be low that I've read off to you. But in this case, you want the number to be high, in my opinion. You want to see close to 100% of parents have waiting until their children is 11 or 12 before giving them their own phone. 25%, only 25% of parents are waiting until 11 or 12. That's way too early. Kids don't need phones with any kind of access. And like I said, this is just talk about phones. This isn't going, this isn't specifying smartphones. But in my opinion, kids don't need phones because even if the phone does have internet access, they can find themselves in some trouble. And if it does have internet access, which I'm sure in this number, some of them do, they could find themselves in a lot of trouble. That should be high. That number should be high. 25% is way too low. Parents should be waiting until 11 or 12. Almost every one of them. No need to give your kids phones that young. No need for it. Here's a, a number that is is very, very interesting, very, uh, very weird to me. 1% of parents allow their children to have their own phone at two years old. Now, obviously, 1% is very small. But... That number should be 0%. And the fact that it's even 1%, even though 1% isn't that high, is, is insanity to me. Why? Why would a kid at two years old need, need a phone? Now, they could say, well, we want them to watch games and stuff like that. Give them your phone and watch them as they use your phone and let them play the games there. If your two-year-old wants to play a game, give them your cell phone and hold them and watch them use it. So you know that they're not getting themselves into other apps that they shouldn't be into or whatnot by accident and let them play the game. They don't need a phone to play the game. Haven't they ever, haven't you ever heard of kids games, right? I mean, growing up at two years old, I wasn't playing games on my own personal phone. I was playing Monopoly or, well, I was probably older. I, I'm, I'm, I went to go rattle off a, uh, Board games, Monopoly is the first one that comes to mind. I'm not playing Monopoly at two. But there's games out there, puzzles, you know, board games. I, that's what I was doing at two years old, playing with kids' toys and puzzles and kids' board games. Not my own personal phone. Here's, a, here's the last one I have for you. By the age of four, only 4% 4 of parents allow their children to have their own phone. Again, you could sit here and say, that's a low percent. But you should, that percentage should be at zero. Why does a kid at four years old need a phone? Why? Again, some of these numbers I'm reading off to you, I know what you guys are thinking. A 1%, why is he complaining? 4%, why is he complaining? But these numbers should be at zero. No reason a four-year-old needs a phone. No reason. Why is 4% of parents allowing their children of four years old to have a phone? Why? Why is 1% of parents allowing their children to have a phone at age two? Why? That should be at zero. That should be a given that is at zero. No reason that should be at one, two percent, three percent, four percent. No reason for that. It should be at zero. I, I think that's insanity. But that's why I say that I think cell phones with internet access and even without internet access, giving them to young kids is why we see such a problem. Because these young kids are two years old are being introduced to phones of any kind, whether it's with or without internet access. As you can see from all the numbers I read off to you today, 
I'm not just pulling this out of my rear end. This is, this is a big problem, whether you want to recognize it or not. And like I said, it's not just cell phones with internet access. In my opinion, all cell phones are ruining society. But the cell phones with internet access is doing far more damage to society than the ones without. And it's, it's a problem. If you have a two-year-old, if you give a two-year-old a cell phone, how do you expect them to grow and learn how to communicate and learn how to share with others and learn how to, to, to live and grow? How do you expect that? Because the two-year-olds that are getting phones at 21 years old, they're not talking to their, the person sitting across from them. They're texting the person across from them. They're going to the bathroom with their phones because they couldn't put it down for two seconds. It's, it's, a, it's alarming. And like I told you, I think the biggest component to this problem is the fact that kids are introduced to cell phones at such a young age. There are a lot of components and a lot of reasons as to why we have this problem in society. So I'm not saying that's the sole reason, but I think the biggest reason and biggest component as to why we have this problem in society is because of how young kids are introduced to cell phones. There's no reason a two-year-old or three-year-old or four-year-old should be playing. Like, for example, my grandparents don't have this problem. At two years old, my grandfather was not playing with cell phone. Now, I know that obviously cell phones didn't exist when he was two, but he wasn't playing with his cell phone at two years old. And I tell people all the time, compare your grandparents to us. And it's hard because they're older. But if you compare your our grandparents, like if I compare my grandparents to me when they were my age, and that's why I say to you, compare your grandparents to you when they were your age. They had far more communication skills. They were far more, in my opinion, educated. They were far more better off. And there's a reason. Because instead of playing around on their stupid cell phones, they were going about life, learning. They were working. They were doing what they had to do. They weren't playing on their phones on a Wednesday, let's just say, at 3 o'clock, making TikTok videos when they should be working and should be growing and learning. That's the biggest problem. And everyone plays with their cell phones and, you know, society has really made it popular to be, you know, out of shape or have any kind of imperfections. Like, for example, the other day, I was playing on my phone. I forget what I was, I was doing originally. Um, I was doing something. I think I was, I was paying some bills on my phone. And I went on Instagram real quick. And they have the Instagram Reels. So I scrolled through them a little bit. There's this one guy, I don't know his name, and if I did, I wouldn't say it anyway because I don't want to make fun of him and put him on blast. He's a bigger gentleman, let me put it that way. And he makes videos about kind of poking fun at he's at the fact that he's big. I, I don't really know how to describe it. Um, like I, someone, he, he made a video... I wish I, I could just tell you his handle so you go look at it. He made a video of like if someone broke in but they had chicken. And he like put plates out and, including one in front of him. And he was like inviting them to come eat with him. So he's making videos poking fun of the fact that he's big. 
but he's not doing anything about it. And he's never going to do anything about it because people are liking these videos and essentially making it almost like it's okay, right? I, I feel like cell phones are also contributing to obesity a little bit because all these people, instead of bettering themselves, they're doing stupid stuff on these social media sites for likes, whether it's going to McDonald's and eating McDonald's every day or it's like I said, this guy, for example, he's making videos poking fun of the fact that he's big and he's getting likes off of it to a point where he's probably making money off of it. So why is he ever going to go help himself and make himself better by getting in shape? Cell phones are also, not only is it hurting communication and growth, but it's also making things that aren't cool seem cool. It's not cool to be big and out of shape. It's not. But society is, 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 the cell phones are making society think it's okay to be big. Because guess what? You can make videos about how you're big and get likes off of it and make money off of it. And why would someone go better themselves and go to the gym and spend money to go to the gym if they could just make videos and make money off of it, poking fun at the fact that they're big? It's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I'm not going to get too much into the obesity because there's so many underlying causes to obesity. And I don't think cell phones are the biggest causes of obesity. But I think that's another thing. There's a reason why I feel like one of the reasons why I feel like you see so many people out of shape is because they're spending time scrolling on their phones, not going to the gym. And they're make, spending time making videos, stupid videos like this guy, you know, poking fun at how big he is. And he's getting popular off of it. Society should be not, I don't want to say shaming him, but society should not be giving him popularity off of this. You shouldn't be happy that you're big. You shouldn't be impressed that you're big. You, you shouldn't be gloating that you're big. You shouldn't be profiting or becoming popular off of the fact that you're big. You shouldn't. That's not a skill. And that's a problem for you. So it's, it's absolutely insane what's, what cell phones are doing to society. Absolutely insane. I'm going to wrap it up here. I don't want to talk in circles. But go back and listen to those stats I read off to you. We don't even realize we're doing half of, this, half of these things. And that's why I say this is such a big problem. Because it's bad enough we're doing it. But we're not even realizing that we're doing it. And that's what makes it so much worse and so much more of a problem. And that's why I think this problem is not going to be fixed anytime soon, if ever, because technology just keeps improving. So when the, the, the phones are going to keep coming out and we don't even realize we're doing these things. So how are we going to fix it if we don't even realize? And for some people, they're going to realize they do this stuff, but they don't care because how glued they are to it. It is a severe problem, in my opinion, an unfixable problem. But thank you all so much for listening. You don't understand how much I appreciate it. You could be doing anything right now, and you choose to listen to me. So I really do appreciate it. Please feel free to go to my website, Kessler Sports Talk. A lot of great stuff there. Like I said, it's it's metsandgiants.blog. If you type that in, if you go to your web browser and you type in www.metsandgiants.blog it'll bring you right to my website Kessler Sports Talk 
A lot of great articles. I'm not just saying that because I wrote them. Really would appreciate if you guys would take the time and, and check those out. Another thing is, I said it in my last podcast, but I have a Twitter handle for, for the show. If you look up at the Charles K Show, it'll come up. I know what you guys are all thinking. It's I thought your name was your show's name was the Charlie Kessler Show. It is, but when I made this Twitter handle, I was it was still under the Charles K Show, and I made the change to now the Charlie K Show, the Charlie Kessler Show. But I couldn't change the Twitter handle to the Charlie K Show because you can't change a Twitter handle. And I'm not going to delete this Twitter, make a new one. So if you go to the if you go to Twitter and go to at the Charles K Show. Give me a follow. You can communicate with me there. Your feedback means everything. If there's something you want to hear about, if there's something I'm doing that you don't like, if there's something I'm not doing that you want to see me do, please feel free to follow me there and you can communicate with me there. Because your opinion means everything. I want to hear what I'm doing great, what I'm not doing so great, so I can improve for you guys. Because I want this to be a great show. If you're giving me the time, Like I said, time is valuable. If you're giving me that time, I want this to be worth your time. So please follow me at the Charles K Show. Follow me on Twitter and you you could communicate me communicate with me from there and you will not be disappointed. Please, your feedback feedback means everything to me. So follow me there, talk to me, and let me know what's going on. But again, thank you so much for listening. Everyone have a great day, and I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday.